Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leah, KN6NWZ. And it's time. What the heck happened with last week? Let's get started, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you what, folks. I was more tired than I have been in a long time on that podcast recording day. Okay. So I apologize that a, a portion of the end of the last week's podcast got snipped, mainly the last email, uh, among a couple of other ones. So if your email got snipped, apologies. Sorry. Um, don't send them back. It's they're forever lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, if you, you should say sorry to me. I was the one who read them to no avail. Yeah, you're the one that really... <laughs> was aggrieved you're the real aggrieved party yeah. in all of not this. the wonderful correspondents who took the time to put their thoughts to email correct yeah it was you having to read them and then have them have that go nowhere yeah exactly to just me you were just reading to me at that yeah. point so there were some like, solid, would you read there would you read my emails answers. to me would you read my emails to me every day could that be my <laughs> You know that what was that uh the remember that whole BS thing love languages? Yeah, that's not a BS. My thing. love languages with my significant other reads my emails. That's to an me. act of service. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's an act of dumb. Wow, <laughs> I'm coming out salty on this one. God, you really are. Yeah, that's a know. the love languages were are a real thing. No. Wow. No one is gonna be like. Nah, man, none of these things are for me, for my significant other. Like, every one of those things is pretty good. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> All the options that, like, uh, acts of service, words of encouragement or whatever, words of affirmation, all that other stuff. Like, nobody's going to be like, I want none of that. <laughs> for for what they actually care about. You know no, what I mean? No, th they're saying that certain... Like, whatever your love language is, is a more effective way. Like, so you yeah, can no. give somebody it depends a on ton your of time of day, Change a ton of time. words of affirmation, yeah. right? But if they are not somebody who takes words of affirmation to heart, but they are really acts of service people, one act of service <laughs> can, can outweigh you know 20 words of affirmation oh my goodness so you got to fill figure out how to fill each other's love tanks in the most efficient way <laughs> it's about efficiency <laughs> welcome to the Amber Crash Course <laughs> podcast everybody <laughs> i like to kick off the podcast with the ham radio minute it's just full of hate you want to kick it off <laughs> this isn't 1984 with the minute hate this is the ham radio minute leah <laughs> never a minute oh, was it a minute hate or was it five minute hate i don't remember do you remember 1984 well enough no I it was don't. either the minute of hate or the um five minutes of hate and they put like emmanuel goldstein's face up and you had to like scream at him because he was the great enemy of mm. yeah anyway all right okay thank you for that so today's ham radio minute is uh kids on the air who buddy Oof. so we just got back from a boo fest last weekend which was a Cub Scout campout. We had a great time. Surprisingly, not no booze allowed. <laughs> like, what do you mean? No booze allowed at booze fest. Like what kind fest. of booze are we talking about? Like hey boo. No, like like margarita booze. booze. <laughs> no booze. You're talking about like Jenny from the Block or something. <laughs> 
I'm like, what are we talking about exactly? I don't know where this is going, Leia, but no, okay. No. I'm willing to yes and, I guess, in this one. Hey, hey boo. <laughs> That's what you no booze allowed. No Not booze. booze. No booze allowed. The way you said it was just like so. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so we had a lot of fun. Oh, it was it was a good time. But part of it, the scoutmaster uh, in Ben's den knows that I am an amateur radio operator, and he was aware of uh, Jamboree's on the air. So he asked me, he's like, "Hey, how um." How difficult would it be for you to like set up and do amateur radio like at the camp out? I'm like, that's no, no, no problem. It's super easy. He's like, really? He's like, uh, okay. He's like, uh, why don't you plan to set something up? And I was like, say no more. <laughs> I got say, you. Say less. Yeah. <laughs> so I set up a big old station. I had the truck. I had the the porta mass from Chameleon. I had the tactical Delta Loop on top of it with the 7300. And, like, he was talking to me the night before, and this is a, a, a gentleman who does not understand radio. Like, he, he, he can tell. <laughs> he, he doesn't get how radio works. He's a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I understand. I'm not, I'm not saying that's, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that's a sign of intelligence or anything. He just, he doesn't know about it yet to, the, to a degree, right? Yet. So, uh, he's talking to me the night before. He's like, so what do you think? You know, what's the forecast look like? Is it going to be good for radio is it going to be radially is it going to be good radio (laughs) weather you know like that's kind of what he's asking asking me right he's like uh so yeah i mean like do we have to hike so he he did get some of it he's like do we this is kind of a bad vantage point right we're kind of in between two hills here right is that gonna be a problem and i'm like well if we were doing higher frequency radio work yeah it would be it would be a problem we'd have to hike to the top uh that's not what we're doing though i'm gonna put up a big old antenna and we're gonna be able to talk uh, well outside of the uh, outside of the United States, if we need to, and he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, okay, cool. And so uh, I I set it all up, and he sees the whole thing, and he, and he comes up and goes, wow, yeah, okay, right on. He's like, so you know, weather's still good, like is weather's still going to be good for radio. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man. He's like, so I should start sending kids over. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're good, we're good, dog. <laughs> Let's do it. And so kids start coming coming through. And I had about 40-ish, 30 to 40, I'm guessing, that came through. And I got to say, like, there's some that just are naturals uh, on using a microphone, and they're not shy one little bit. And then there's some that you just, you you can't get them to talk if you you tried, even if you gave them a script and you wrote it down, or, you, you know, you whispered in their ear what they need to say. They won't do it. Uh, it was it was pretty interesting, but I I did find a couple of things that I seemed that seemed to help. One was when the kid knew that there was another kid on the other end that helped immensely. They liked that that they were they were like okay cool I'm talking to another little kid mm-hmm. right or not they didn't think that but I, I'm talking to another person that's of my age and so they were much much more um, ready to talk on the radio if it was to another young person sure which makes total sense uh the second thing is is that even though they were sitting there watching so it was like 10 deep and it was a it was a huddle around the radio i didn't make them line up or anything they just kind of just stood there and we kind of did the best we can to track who is next on the radio Mm -hmm. and even though you had kids watching five kids go before them and explain this is the microphone. Here's the PTT mm-hmm. button. You got to hold this down. You got to talk into it. You don't need to talk quiet, but you need to talk uh, 
above a whisper, you know, like normal voices, right? That sure. kind of thing. I'd have to repeat that for almost every one of them. And they're all there hearing me say that to the previous person. Oh, because they don't think that you're talking about them. Right. It, it's really interesting it, it, that I'm like, okay, everybody pay attention what this individual's doing. That's what you're going to do. Okay. So we got that. Yeah, we got, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sure enough, every one of them will, um, w what happened often was that they'd PTT and then they talk on the top of it. Oh. Not in the grill of the microphone. They talk mm. on the top of it, um, which I, I thought that was interesting because there's, you know, there's obviously no mic parts up there and there's nothing to really make you think there is mic parts up there. So it was, it was, it was pretty interesting. All, all in all though, I'll How tell you what. How many scouts? How many scouts did you? Uh... 30 to 40. I don't, I don't remember. I, now that I, now that we're on the hindsight of all of this, I should have um, actually had some kind of counter or kept some kind of log. Mm -hmm. uh, that would have been really smart of me to do that, but I, I didn't, and uh, and it shows. Oh man! But the kids were super excited about it, and I, I for most of them, they have been in scouting. Uh, there was a good number of um, tenderfoots and older mm -hmm. who had come with their siblings and mm -hmm. it was their first time ever experiencing ham radio yeah because there's just not a lot of scout masters that not like there used to be yeah. no it was it was really interesting too just from a, an antenna point of view or, or radio point of view i was talking on 20 meters and it was it was really short for 20 meters i was talking to san ramon uh, Calif oh, sorry, I was talking to Pacificon, so that's not San Ramon. Pacificon was up north. San Ramon is up north. Where is San Ramon? Is it in Washington? N no, it's in California. No, I, it was uh, Pacificon. I don't remember where Pacificon is. But that's the station I was working through most of it, which was the W1AW portable stations, uh, Stroke 6. Okay. And they had like 20 kids there, so they had... Cubs, Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts at Pacificon, the ham radio event. Oh, amazing. So I, we were actually working them, which was super, super cool. Uh, so whomever you are, I, I don't remember the call sign of the individual that, that was working the station, if you listen to this. Thank you so much for your patience. Uh, we had pretty much an equal amount of Scouts on both sides, and we were there for well over a half an hour going through all of them. Oh, yeah. Just cycling through all the Scouts. Um, I had more show up after that that we had to go hunt and peck around for other ham radio operators to to communicate with. Some some tips, though, because I'm not really going to talk about Jamboree on the air for the main topic, so we're going to go a little bit long on the ham radio minute. But uh, a couple of tips for, for Joda. I, I find that most of the activity generally is in the morning and early afternoons. That makes not, sense. There's not a lot of late uh, contacts going on. And if you, if you take what I said earlier is that the scouts generally want to talk to other scouts— Yes. That you really should aim to be on the air early, uh, and particularly if you're on the West Coast, right? Because the East Coast is already up and running. It's already three hours ahead for them on the on the Far East. So just just keep that in mind. Be ready early, and um, and you won't have to stay on the air long. I noticed pretty quickly that as we started to transition into Gray Line, it started to go dark. Really, the rag jukes came out. Everybody was talking about their radios. Very little, if anybody, was calling CQ Joda. There was no people that were really doing Joda contacts. And that was where I was at. Of course, your your mileage will vary, but just keep that in mind for next year. Highly recommend that if you're going to do this, try and find a local scout troop um, or work with your club 
if you are in a radio club and see if you can uh, work that way. Usually, it's it's a it's a one directional thing. The packs and troops reach out to the clubs, not the other way around. There's not really a mechanism to do that. So become <clears throat> really well. There is insofar as like if you know somebody, but there's not like a website that you can you can't go to the BSA website and say find me a troop. I want to radio them. You know what I mean? There's no calculator for that. There's no tool that I found. Oh, what, there's a way to look up the troops like if you're looking for like your... to find a, a, like if you have a child that you yeah. want to enroll i guess that's true you could reach out that way that would make sense uh but if you are an awr affiliated club that's what we are recommending troops and packs to do is to reach out to the clubs and ask if what they could do to coordinate an event with them so if you are listening uh, obviously if you're listening and you have kids that are in scouts well you are the you're now the bridge. Congratulations. If you want this to happen. You did it. You did You did it. <laughs> so good work on that one. You've been voluntold. You, yeah, I have voluntold you to do this. But anyway, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So uh, highly recommended. And there you go. Leia, would you like to take a oh, test? I forgot about this whole thing. <laughs> Snuck right up on you in this one. I, you know what? No. I don't, I don't like this element. No, I don't, because <laughs> I'm on G2. Okay, and it's just a lot of upper sideband, lower sideband, suppressed sideband. Just keeps asking those questions. I mean, that's how the sub elements work. Is they have similar questions asked different ways. Yeah, the strange thing is, I've already gone through a good number of G2 questions. Yeah, and it's still saying I've seen zero percent. Are there not an equal amount of questions in each sub-element? I don't know. It probably just hasn't updated yet. Or you're just not using the mode of operation that it's logging that you've seen the questions. That's terrible. Terrible. Oh, yeah, because I think it totally wiped. Hold on. Oh. Are you why, logged why in? Why would it do that? Are you logged in? I believe so. All right. Well, the first question reads, which mode is most commonly used for voice communications on frequencies of 14 megahertz or higher? A, double sideband, B, lower sideband, C, suppressed sideband, or D, upper sideband? Upper The answer is D, upper sideband. Thank you for telling Sorry. me that. I'm thinking in my head. I'm I said the, said the part out loud that I was thinking in my head. Which mode is most commonly used for voice communications on the 160, 75, and 40 meter bands? A, lower sideband, B, upper sideband, C, suppressed sideband, D, double sideband? The answer is A, lower sideband. You're not going to forget these. I bet you you're not going to get these screwed up because you used to have a problem with when we were lower, when was it upper. Okay. You just don't like the fact that they're drilling it into you right now? Drills. <laughs> Make drills up. <laughs> Which <laughs> I thought for Halloween that I would dress as the general test. <laughs> what does that mean? It's so scary. <laughs> Just haunting me. <laughs> Which mode is most commonly used for single sideband voice communications in the VHF UHF bands? A, lower sideband, B, suppressed sideband, C, upper sideband, or D, double sideband, mm -hmm. C, upper sideband. Upper sideband. 
Are you okay, dog? Which mode is commonly used for voice communications on the 17 and 12 meter bands? Yes. A suppressed side band, B lower side band, C double side band, or D upper si- side band? Uh huh. D upper side band. It is. <laughs> of all Which the questions mode? to break you, this is the ones that do it. Like you've been doing this for so long, and the ones that talk about sideband is what gets you. Which mode of voice communication is most commonly used on the HF amateur bands? A single sideband, B single phase modulation, C double sideband, or D frequency modulation? A single sideband. Yes. Is that five? I don't know. Is that, oh, wait. The next question has different answers. Oh, my goodness. Which of the following is the fo- following is an advantage of using single sideband as compared to other analog voice modes on the HF amateur oh, band? Oh, this is a good question. A, ease of tuning on receive and immunity to impulse noise. <laughs> Well, if you're on the Starship B, Enterprise? B, less bandwidth used and greater power efficiency. C, very high fidelity voice modulation. D, less subject to interference from atmospheric static crashes. The answer is B, less bandwidth yes. and greater power what efficiency. What did you pick? That's what I picked. Good for you. You got it. Yeah. Good job. Got it. <coughs> oh, jeez. Look at me. I don't know. I breathed too hard. It made me cough it's right now. It's me, Waluigi. <laughs> Remember the whole uh, thing where we discovered it's it's not, not it's a me. It's not it's a me, Mario. It's Isami. It's Isami. That's super. Number one. Su- or super. Super. Yeah. <laughs> oh, number one is uh, Ichiban. Yeah. It's Isami. It's Isami. It's Super Mario. Super it's Mario. Sama- <laughs> He's saying Super Mario yeah, in not, Japanese. Not it's a me. <laughs> not it's a me Mario. It's a uh, Super Mario. Yes. Is what he's saying. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I scared some. Who was that that was dressed up like that at the uh, Boo Fest? Somebody was dressed up like Toad. I have to explain. And she got like really close to me, and I went, "Oh yeah." And I don't even think she, she, didn't under, it. she, she didn't did even not know get it that that's the all. sound that Toad makes. That's she, all he she's says. She's a pediatrician. Like, know a little bit about video games. Come on. Like... <laughs> Otherwise, go be a normie character. And what's hilarious is that her husband mm-hmm. dressed up like Luigi, but not in one of those off the rack like Luigi costumes. Right. He had a full was... bespoke Luigi on. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so for anybody who doesn't understand at this point what Boo Fest is, the first night you get there, you set up camp. It's multiple packs, right? So Firestone Reservation. It was big. It was way bigger than I expected. And it's a completely like no signal area, which is insane because Brea is a suburb. Okay. We were like we're like driving through a totally developed area and then suddenly we're we drive into a canyon. Yeah, we're and then maybe oil derricks. <laughs> we're maybe two miles. Yes. If that mm-hmm. in on a trail, like a, basically a straight line off yes. the freeway, mm-hmm. complete and utter 
dead zone. We literally saw the signal fade from our phones I into had from to bars hike. to dots to a satellite signal for SOS. I had to hike <laughs> over like half a mile up a mountain, a mountain, a hill to get one bar of like LTE or one bar of 5G and then sit there for probably 15 minutes to tell my live stream that it wasn't going to happen and make a post. Yeah. It took a ridiculous amount of time to make that happen. And that's where you disappeared to. Yeah. <laughs> I had to shut the station yeah. down and go do that. And I came back. But oh, man. So on Saturday. But wait. Yeah. yeah you yeah. get there and everybody sets up their little tent village. It's uh, it's kind of like uh, Burning Man for suburban families. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. 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 And there's no cars allowed where the tents are. Like literally every, you have to unpack, set up your tents, and then drive yes. off to a parking area. So we did something that in retrospect I realized was grade A-hole behavior. And it was once all the cars cleared out, mm -hmm. we set up our kitchen. And our, our camp kitchen actually, our entire camp attracted a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because... My camp kitchen is a deluxe camp kitchen from Bass Pro Shop, which mm -hmm. has essentially a sink, three sides, and then there's an easy up that we put up mm -hmm. that has uh, hanging hooks. Right. And then we've got the camp oven, the wizard special, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And then we set up tables all around. We know that we're going to be cooking for our den, right. which is in total about 21 people so everybody brought a stove and a table so that mm -hmm. we could cook lots of things simultaneously uh so that everybody could have a hot meal very quickly right, right? we set up the camp kitchen close to the water spigot so it would right. be easier but it was actually part of the drive area for the inner camp they could have went around if they asked i would have cleared a spot but mm -hmm. which wasn't a really big deal once everybody was set up, it was a big deal for everyone packing out they because our asked. camp kitchen yeah. it was the last thing to come down. Yeah, they could have went around. They, I would have totally cleared a space for all of them. So anyways. I would have stopped what I was doing and made sure they got through. So we set up this camp kitchen and it apparently is so impressive to people that they think we are the meal plan. Like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the bracelets where people go to get food. Right. Because you can pay for a meal plan if you don't want to cook for your own food and you get a bracelet and then they give you your meals three times a day. Right. right? People thought we were the meal plan. We're right. not the meal plan. We're not. <laughs> right. The morning. So so that night, everybody's just kind of hanging out. The kids are having a good time. Uh, it's lights out at 10. We On get the up. first night. Yeah. So we get up in the morning and... People are coming up to us asking us to give them coffee. Okay. Oh, yeah. And we're, and we're like, I mean, yeah, you can have some coffee. We have enough. But like, maybe you should be a little bit more polite. <laughs> like, you're asking us for a favor here. Right, right, right. And I, I think it wasn't until lunchtime that people realized this, that's not the meal plan. <laughs> they don't have to give me coffee. <laughs> Correct. So the next thing is we go to an opening, the flags, flag ceremony. Yeah, the flags. Right? You called it an opening. I called it an opening. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. For, uh, not everybody 
was in scouts. This I understand. Is, for me, this is the first time I've ever been to a scout camp, at, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I'm like, it was oh, a cold open. A Everybody did a, a, <laughs> an open mic situation. It kind of turned into an open mic situation. Yeah, some dude with a parrot decided that he was going to do the prayer with the parrot. With the parrot. And then he started talking about some bird god. It was very confusing. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, and then everybody went back uh, and started going to the activities. So there's multiple stations throughout the canyon that are set up. There's um, inflatable uh, obstacle course. There's like snow cones. There's... Uh, carnival games like basketball and crafts and things like that. And then there's shooting sports, right? Yeah. It is the BB guns, the slingshot, the archery, and then there's rock climbing and things like that. Was the shotgun only for the adults? Shotgun was only for the adults. Wow. Yeah. Things and have so changed. you had we, to. We had pay. cubs. We'd be putting them on rim fires. You, you know what, though? We rifles. didn't. Uh, I don't even know where that was happening. It must have been way farther down the camp. It was. And it was very hot. And so we got to where the BB guns are and where that octagon for Gaga Ball was, which just really looked like a UFC, <laughs> like no holds barred. Mm-hmm. Some kids are going to get hurt in this thing. Right. Because it's just made of wood. There's yeah, no safety yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, at all right. built into this. And there's there's no restriction on how many kids they're letting <laughs> into the octagon. The kids are just hopping over the wall, right, right, jumping right, right, in the right. octagon. It, it's right. like if somebody took the, the lid off of a gazebo yeah. and then they fought <laughs> in it. That's kind of what it looked like. I was like, oh, this is, what are we doing here, guys? This is wild. And I mean, the worst injury we had was a splinter. Dude, everybody was getting splinters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, that is um that is very much that unlocked a core memory for me. Splinters. I grew up getting a crap load of splinters because of Boy Scouts. <laughs> that is why I carry gloves around so often. Unfinished wood. So much unfinished wood. So much just wood that yes. you're fooling around with. Yes. You're carving wood, this whole frontiering <laughs> thing where you build these tripods and, and lashing and all that. I had splinters all the time. All the time. <laughs> right. That's why I'm so, yeah, yeah, yeah literally. I, I forgot that my one of my core being items is because of splinters and Boy Scouts. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. Forgot about that. So you are still at camp. You, you're you like setting up the radios. Right. I'm taking the kids to shooting sports. Right, right. Uh, I do not have the fortitude to continue down the canyon to find out what's beyond shooting sports. Like it yeah. must, shotguns must have been like way down there. Sure. We did not go there. Right. Uh, and I think that the kids were told that they had to be over a certain age to go. Right. But I don't know if it was necessarily adult, but the... Just to, just to hold a shotgun and be able to handle the recoil of even a light load, a lighter gauge, you have to be a larger kid. Sure. Now, I, I, I say that and inevitably somebody's going to email us and go, well, I was a six-year-old or I got my five-year-old on a, on a 20 gauge or, you know, a four or 10. I understand. I'm not saying they can't. I'm saying that from a scouting point of view, it's it's probably going to be, you know, you get what I'm saying. They got to so set get, a number somewhere. So we go back, have lunch, head back out yeah. to do the next round. Uh, a lot of the kids decide they're they're done. Right. They don't want to. Yeah. They don't want to go back. Right. We go down. Some kid gets a splinter. I haul all of our kids plus this one kid back up. To try to get the splinter removed. Nobody can remove the splinter. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> we're supposed to have like nurses and doctors that are a part of our pack. And you're like asking me to do it. 
And I'm like, uh, oh, that's because everybody was gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Thanks. And bring me back to <laughs> bring my, bring my my big head back to the ground here. Ben was really good though because when he realized that we were coming back for a splinter, the first thing he did was he made a beeline for the first aid kits that we made for the scouts. Mm-hmm. Right, good. Where we had that den meeting where they were learning all the things to use. Mm-hmm. He he had packed it. Mm-hmm. He pulled out his tweezers and he like brought it over. Good to good man, but. The tweezers just were not sharp enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're kids' tweezers. Really. Correct. And uh, then they did flags again. Uh, evening flags. Even Closing. So yeah. it, it, think of the flags as you you post the flags in the morning. Yeah. And then you retire the flags at night. Yeah. yeah. The flags are not supposed to be up overnight. Great. That's the whole. Got it. So you get up okay. in the morning, post the flags, post the colors, then retire the colors at night. So then it was dinner, and mm-hmm. they finished putting up their gateway. The 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 stakes that they they did a good Kara job. Kara did it. Kara, and that's not even her her pack. We like, um, she's she's there is a tenderfoot. A, there is a for for everybody who who has their concerns about letting girls into scouts. She's amazing. We 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 should introduce you to Kara. She is the epitome of a scout. She is yes. so good. She kept working relentlessly by herself. She so she was the se- so she is a scout. Yeah. I actually don't know what her class is. I think she I might think be. she's a tenderfoot. Is that the first? She's a, no scout is the first. It's non tenderfoot is the first quote unquote rank after scout rank. I'm pretty sure Kara was a Weebelow two last year. She might have went straight to tenderfoot. She, it wouldn't be surprised if she went straight to tenderfoot. Yeah. Uh, which I think that happens if you cross, you get tenderfoot immediately. It doesn't matter. So she not only spent time to explain lashing and demonstrating lashing to the twice boys in the den. Twice because they weren't paying attention. We're not paying attention. Then while they were all out enjoying themselves, she stayed back and completed more of the the gateway. Very, very good scout. I'm. I was very impressed. She, I told her too. I'm like, you're doing a really good job. I'm very impressed. She's Keep super responsible. She's super actually responsible. the daughter of one of my good friends from when I was in junior high. Yeah. And uh, so she, she's super patient, like really kind with with all of the kids, you know, and really took charge. Yeah. Of the whole thing, her. The next part of the evening is actually after dinner is the scouts going trick-or-treating. Every pack sets up some kind of trick-or-treating setup. Ours was our gateway. Mm-hmm. Which along is a proper tripod yeah. gateway with a lashed two beam and then a sign for the the pack. And so they decorated it with Halloween decorations and skeletons. And Kara stayed behind along with our cub master to give out candy. Yep. And uh, which I thought was really nice because I could tell she was really curious about what everything else looked like. Yeah. But she stayed because she didn't want any of the other scouts to miss out. Right. Uh, And our pack ended up winning second place. Yep. The first place one was. We didn't even know they were sponsored. But oh, we knew. I didn't. Uh, The first place was, I think, the pack that was sponsored by the Rotary Club. And they had big monies. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
So I don't know where you're going with all this. Anyway, so I'm just I'm describing <laughs> Boofest. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm describing Boofest. Okay. So then, uh, then they have their campfire. Actually, it has to be propane because where we were, they're not allowed to do wood fires or coals. Mm-hmm. So it was propane. They do their propane, s'mores. They shut down um, at ten. That we get up in the morning and we shut, like break down camp and go home. That's yeah. That's what booth. My was Saturday like. was almost entirely ham radio. Yes, almost always all ham radio. There were people coming from all of the other packs. Yeah, going wow. This bringing is, their kids. Yeah, yeah, bringing their kids over. Which we told them like, tell everybody this is not. I'm, I'm, I'm I, and I kept telling them like, you just have to make. You just have to talk on the radio and you can go get the patch. The patch is like $3.50 and it's a cool patch. Yeah. You will get it and then everyone and will be like, where did you get this? It's the only patch I think that Cubs can get. I think, well, actually World Conservation might be another patch they can get. But everything else at this stage is belt loops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you can get a patch yeah, on your uniform. Well, no, the a... shooting sports one also has a patch. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway. and I guess, I guess the Derby. That's like a ribbon. Different. Anyway, anyway, so that's that's what it looks like. So when we were talking about uh, if you watch my my short that I'm posting today, as you're hearing this podcast, then you will see the patch. It is on my YouTube short that I'm posting, Mm -hmm. which is going to be some of the audio recorded during Jamboree on the air with some of my pictures. Obviously, there's too many kids to to do a good video that I didn't want to get any of them in the shot. And I really didn't want to have to blur faces and do all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I just decided I'm just going to have fun with the family, just have fun with the scouts. It was a lot of fun. So there you go. With that said, hey, if you'd like to study with Leia, Mm. go check out hamstudy.org. It is a fantastic and free website. If you're accessing it via a computer, if you use your iOS or Android device, there is a nominal charge for the application. But you can learn your practice tests, study all the questions, and it will track your results of how you're doing, which is the best part because then you can focus on where you are weak. Like you can't hear upper sideband or lower sideband one more time. I just can't (laughs) remember it because it's just, I hear it and it just falls out of my head. You know, that kind of stuff. It'll tell you if you use hamstudy.org. We also highly recommend the Gordon West Ham Radio Test Prep books. Those are available on Amazon and there are links in the show notes. As well as the Fast Track to your Ham Radio License books. Those are on Audible. Those are audiobooks, which is one of my favorite ways to now consume content as well. Links are also in the show notes. Join the conversation for our podcast by leaving a review <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. And yes, I know, Apple Podcasts, we're asking you to do a little bit more than clicking a thumbs up button like I would have you do on YouTube. Uh, but we do appreciate it. And you can also email us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to ham, listen to podcasts, though, will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate that. We really do appreciate it. As much as we appreciate it, there are no reviews this mm, week. That's what you get for cutting off a bunch that's of what, That's it. They're like, this is, you're lucky I didn't give you a one star on that one. <laughs> you better get your stuff together. Good uh, together, buddy. Um, you better get all your stuff and put it together. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into you the ready? unknown I will go, go. for I shall ready? fear no Let's man go. of peace. Let's go. Let's One go. foot after on. the other, for I am prepared to survive.
intensity. Intensity is the best. It's my favorite. Welcome to the preparedness corner. That's where Leia gets to tell us something about preparedness or her musings in the world of prepping. Hmm. Is today a musings or a teaching episode? Open AI uh-huh. is offering $25,000. Okay. Well, an API credit, so not not cash, okay? Uh, AI bucks is what they're giving us? An AI preparedness challenge. They're rewarding this to the top 10 submissions who will address less obvious areas of AI misuse concerns. Yes. So what? OpenAI is like, well, you know, we didn't think this through. We we really Pandora box the heck out of this thing, guys. So uh, we're going to need everybody's help here. We're barely even you, hanging on to hope on this one before we shut this box, right? Y- you need to tell us mm-hmm. where this could go wrong. <laughs> we really pissed it. If you know, the more outlandish, the better, because it turns out anything's possible. What we did, we we really cranked it all the way to hundred and broke the lever off on this one, guys. And this is kind of for for people who are already preparedness minded, and uh-huh. this is this is a unique scenario for actually mm-hmm. the ham radio crash course community, because you have the confluence of what are hams? They are prepared. Mm-hmm. But they are also technologically sad. I don't think I understand what the challenge is here. I thought that this is just AI asking us to tell AI where AI could be used inappropriately. Okay. Open AI is people. Okay. It is a company okay. <laughs> that created ChatGPT, right? I, I'm pretty sure that Open AI is just five AIs in a trench coat. <laughs> Possibly. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. All right. So, OpenAI established a preparedness team okay. dedicated to assessing, forecasting, and safeguarding against the risks associated with a highly capable AI oh, system. Oh, this is a runaway AI <laughs> thing. Yes, yes. Okay, but listen to me. Oh, my God. Like, this- what? Who better? This is a Skynet. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I guarantee you that the top, like, th- at least five of the top ten people could be hams. I, if y- you take people who already know how things can go bad, right? Yeah. And also know how technology works. Right. Right? Right. And the far-reaching impacts of what is connected to a network. Uh-huh. And what isn't connected to a network. Okay. Right? Yeah. And how it could all go wrong. That's, I'm just saying. I'm going to drop the link in the show notes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it, this, this project sounds very scary. <laughs> like the fact that, the fact that the creators are like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this is going a little fast. I'm uh, going to need everybody to put their tinfoil hats on right now <laughs> because it turns out you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying there's a deadline to this, but there's actually a real hard <laughs> deadline on this one, guys. And like, I need you to help me 
make sure that you are wrong. <laughs> okay? But you got to come up. This is with how you good. would be right very quickly. <laughs> I, I mean, I, like, I don't understand what what do they want? Uh, OK, uh, I'm going to tell you. OK. The team scope extends from assessing the capability of upcoming models to those with AGI level proficiency. Their mission encompasses a wide range of categories, including individualized persuasion. What? what? <laughs> Cybersecurity. Okay, sure. And the management of threats related to chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear domains. Oh, if the AI gets in the power plant? Yes. The personal persuasion one cracks me up, though. It's like, hello, baby. Why don't you send me your ATM number and PIN? Additionally, the team will address <laughs> issues concerning autonomous replication and adaptation. Replication is interesting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're also actively seeking talent from diverse technical backgrounds to join the. They are. They are basically staffing up. They're like, you guys. <laughs> we're gonna have to we're shut it down. We're gonna have you meet in a place <laughs> called the War Room. <laughs> Don't let the name scare you. You know, this whole time yeah. we've been joking about Noah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But really, <laughs> you've got Siri on the table. I, I, you know what? You know what just hit me because I, I said the word war room. I think someone needs to make a remake of How I Fell in Love with the Bomb, but with AI. Wow. That and and I don't know who would play Peter Sellers. I, there's no one that can be as dynamic as that man was. Uh, but I think we're, I think we're, and not like some stupid com, like it is comedy. The movie was comedy, but not like the, not like the way we do remakes now. It's so, uh, it's so bad. But uh, with real reverence for the material, that we might be ready for that for that movie. That would be really good. I'd like to see that. So, uh, so that was the preparedness corner. Um, <laughs> they want answers by <laughs> december 31st <laughs> that's, that's what when responses will be accepted on a rolling basis through december 31st so they will accept them now until december 31st which may actually be you know how we were all worried about y2k mm -hmm. <laughs> that might actually be <laughs> Oh, so no, that's, I was looking at the Unix rollover. The Unix uh, epic is uh, January 19th, 2038. So uh, that's not the, that's not this, that's not this year. Yeah, so. Uh, that's the Y2K of Unix, which, you know, we know it's not going to be a problem, but whatever. Well, there you go, Leah. Well. It's a new frontier Thank of you for sufficiently scaring everybody. Yeah, yeah. Are so you prepared for AI? You remember that's one of my that's one of my favorite aspects of uh, the remake of Battlestar Galactica. Is that the reason why Battlestar Galactica was able to succeed well survive really and be the only battleship left was because uh, it it was the old ship. 
It had none of the, the mm. new technology, no wireless technology. There was mm -hmm. no way for the Cylons to get in because the yeah. Cylons uploaded a virus, an AI virus, right, that took out all the other battle stars. Right. So it sounds so like good. everybody just needs to go and watch everything that has robots in it, right? You're going back to I, robot. everything related to data on the new generation or the next generation. Right. But data and uh, lore were created by a human. Like they weren't a self-replicating AI. Still. Many, m many. I mean, the Borg. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. I, okay. I should have that one. It's <laughs> a little bit more on point, I guess. I guess that's what you meant. Everybody just for, for this week's preparedness homework. Go watch Go Robotty all things. of Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> I don't know. Also, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> also, Black Mirror. <laughs> also, I robot. I robot. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Terminator, of course, of course. Yes. Terminator, of course. Yeah, yeah. I remember getting into a big. There was a. God, 2013, 2014, when we were still doing the G-Webs Hangouts, Gun Channels Hangouts, yeah. uh -huh. we did a discussion on what would an AI takeover look like. You know, like, what would that look like? So uh, now you, uh, with this preparedness challenge, mm -hmm. I mean, you know how many things in our house are actually internet enabled, right? Like, my parents have a front door that I can't open if the internet is down. Yeah, that's insane to me. That's... <laughs> that is insane. I cannot get into their house. Like, it doesn't accept a key anymore? I mean, there's a key. I just don't have it. Okay. The key is my finger. Okay. Like, my... my I, I get yeah. it. So um, when we had this discussion, sure, the internet aspect of all this, the cybersecurity, all that stuff, that's, that's tons of stuff that you, but you know, everybody wants to talk about like the cool part. Like what, what would it look like if they made like a robot and had it come after humans? Like, what would it look like? And I'm like, well. I want to replace our Nest thermostat. We, I want to take it offline. Why? You think it's going to crank the heat up and kill us? I just don't want somebody from outside the house to control the thermostat but i just attached the ai driven carbon monoxide device <laughs> <laughs> for random releasing of carbon monoxide throughout the day to keep the house smelling fresh yeah i want to get off the nest i think oh yeah, yeah. why i just don't want it controlling our i turned all that i i I fixed it. No, no. I have turned it off multiple times today, and it went back to on. I turned it on today. That's yeah, terrible. Because it's hot it's a, in no. here. It's not getting cold. It's not becoming fall. I don't know no. if anybody noticed that. <laughs> it's not fall yet in California. We don't. It's not fall. I decorated for Halloween. It's fall. No. Oh, that's okay. driving me crazy. <laughs> Got to finish hanging up those bats. All right. What's that noise? Believe. It is a primitive form of communication known as Morse code. You're right. I'm at a lot of practice. Stop it. Stop what? You're talking about me and Morse code. What the hell is he saying? It seems they're getting a signal. Old Morse code. Boop, 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 boop. We got contact. We got contact. Well, Leia, I would just like you to know that um, the CW lounge is very popular. And leading to many people wanting to get and become proficient in CW. How so, do you know that? Job. 
because I've been looking at the Ham Radio Crash Course Discord, and there are people talking about CW and all the fine, glorious things you can do with it, but that you going through it and going from 20 words a minute to 15 words a minute and how, oh my gosh, I could totally tell a difference. I'm able to copy some of this stuff. Like all that stuff that we're doing uh, has been really good. And so today, because of that, I think I'm going to have you do the key thing. Yay! Okay? Okay. So. Yep. Just give it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Give it here. (laughs) Hold on. The right side. Give it a give it. (laughs) The right side is the da. Okay. okay. The left side is the dit. Okay. And uh, are you going to right hand, I assume, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. so. Well, well, calm what's down. That? Well, what's that? Stop. stop. <laughs> no, you tell me. I will. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. But you you don't have to move your fingers like crazy back and like. Do it again. Uh, R. Okay. I. That was dit dit. I. Okay. See? Yeah, that's, that's stuck. R uh, S did it it. Okay. M. S. V. Uh, G. <laughs> dot dot it. I. You. Okay. So you don't have to double tap the dit. It's gonna play it for you if you just hold down. Look, hold it down. No, if you but if you hold it down, then you have to know how long it. Yeah, you got to go did it ah did it ah. No, you don't tap. You don't do that. You, you just hold it down. Stop. See. Okay. Wait. 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 You're making a very bad habit happen right now. What? You're trying to use the iambic paddle as like a single lever key. If you want a straight key, I'll go get you a straight key. Give me a straight key. <laughs> you said you said you would. Just let let's do this. Give first. a straight key. Let's okay. just get used to the 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 double clicks. The hold down. That's an S. Stop double tapping. Just hold it down for what you need and let go. No, wait. That's an K. See, I held it too long. Did it dot? No, that's no. an F. No, wait. I was trying to do this. See, I, I just hit that's it once U. and it and it tooed. It tooed. It, it, it tooed. It tooed it, itself. It did, did instead of did. It, it tooed <laughs> itself up. No, you're, no, you're, you're, you're forcing it and that's not going to work. No, stop. Okay, hold on. I got to check to make sure that this is a. Uh... Make it super fast, though. No, I'm not. We're not doing. You super have fast. to do it super fast so that you can six sigma the language learning. I. What? No, we're not. You want? No, you're sticking to 15 words a minute. That's that's no. it. Yes. But oh, it's I, on 20 right now. Yeah, let's do a 20. It's on 20. Let's do it. But you're not doing it right. If you're not going to do it right, then I'm not going to let you do it. You're, you keep what tapping. You not, you're you're not, double tapping for this. I thought we were dips. doing the recognition part now. You want to do the recognition part? Yeah. You're good. I'm good. Okay. Then yeah. Let's see Fine. if I do any better Fine. now that I have d- dodged myself. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. 20 words per minute. Mm-hmm. M? Yep. S? Nope. U. U? U. K? R? M? S? Worse. <laughs> Your worse. R is like you have a dyslexic problem with R. You hear it reversed. You hear da da dit and you think da da da. Mm. That's a dyslex. That's a that's like a CW dyslexic. Okay, let's thing. try it again. Are you dyslexic? No. Okay. Would you know if you were? T- there's no way I'm dyslexic. Okay. ADHD maybe. <laughs> You typed it. You don't have. There's no one okay. pausing here. I don't know. M. M. S. S. R. R. U. S. Is there a U? Later. M. M. S. U. U. M. K. S. K. U. No. U. U. I'm saying, like, when you tell me, I'm giving you back the space that's actually there. Right. You do get that when. No, I, I mean, I might have missed a letter. You've just got to pick oh, it yeah, up at did. the Oh, yeah, you did. You missed two letters at the end. Okay. But there was a KK. No, there's no. no. There was no K at okay. all, all in right. the Let's entire thing. Let's do it again. Would you like me to lower it down to 15? No. Okay. I, just give me one more chance, and then you can lower it down to 15. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Six sigma of my ass. <laughs> Watch your language. That was a good one. That was really good. Was you, it S? No, you. What? You know what? This actually corrected what I was typing, though. Oh, of course. Okay, just go down to fifteen. It was U U. Okay. U uh-huh. K space sus. Okay. <laughs> All right. Words per minute. Oh, that's not what I wanted. All right, here we go. Words per minute. 15, 1, go. You, 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 R, R, U, U, K, R, K, R, S, 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 K, U, K, K. That's it. You're really good on that first part. You nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it on that first part. Are you are you done or you want to I'm do done. one? That's it. That's it. When she had to go to 15. I'm slamming jamming some.
Margs. <laughs> okay. It's pretty hard. I wish AI would turn on the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> you said you didn't like the the. Oh my I know. I'm really thinking about going off the nest, though. I'm I'm thinking about taking everything that I have digitized and removing it. There are so many things in I this know. house that you wanted and we purchased for you. I have an Echo Show. You have a big screen. You got the Google screen. You got I the, all the I have, screens. I have all the AIs in the house, too. I have, like, Alexa. I have Google. I have Siri. There's not an, uh, an AI that you have not been a fan of. Oh, it's Cortana. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. Bing. No. Right? Yeah. Sorry, Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah, that was where we drew the line. So the show topic for today is... All right, so today's is, discussion for today is... Go on to the show. Sorry, the, show topic today is, the, the topic of today's show is... Gentlemen... Let's get down to business. Leia, today is uh, justifying my Elecraft KH1 purchase to my wife. Nope. You might know who nope. that is. What do you mean, nope? It's already nope. done. Not justified. <laughs> I showed you the meme. No. I posted it on Instagram. <laughs> no. Did you see the Instagram post? I saw it. That's That was the story. That was I am already... dissatisfied. <laughs> What's funny about that meme is it's true. I don't like <laughs> it's it. It's funny and true. Okay. I noticed that you have been home this week, and I have wondered if it was because you didn't want me to return to send or something. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Where is the radio coming to? Is it the house or is it the P.O. box? I just need to know. I don't know. And then they... if you send something return to sender, will they just refund the purchase? You know? No, they they definitely won't. I don't think that's true. <laughs> not do it. Definitely not I don't do think it. That's true. No, it's definitely not going to work out for you. Well, in, in part, the topic of today's show is yeah, justifying the Elecraft purchase. But um, also, I, I kind of wanted to talk about the KH one. Now that we know a little kinda bit, I want to talk about how to find a good divorce attorney. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I wanted to talk about the KH1 because actually a lot of you have reached out in comments on the price of the radio. Uh, I was talking to another person who's very uh, you much... You know what? Reach out to me about the price of the radio. <laughs> That's... Don't reach out to him. Talk to me. <laughs> uh, I had I had some people in the industry of, of the retailing of radios that I was talking to on the phone uh, earlier this week. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a divisive radio. It's really, really interesting. And I, I thought we'd spend a little bit of time talking about it. So l let me kick things off with while I was. Oh, sitting... I am divided. <laughs> that is. <laughs> You're not divided. You're very much one side on this. Argument. <laughs> You're not. It's not two houses divided with you. Oh, this house is divided. The house is. <laughs> yes. But you are not internally divided. Oh, I'm not. Inter that's true. Yeah, I'm not. No. So uh, the KH1. I, I was sitting there at Boo Fest, and it was after I took down the radios and I packed everything up and I had to move my truck away. And all my radios were gone. I was without radio, and I'm sitting there going, God, it would kind of be nice to have a little radio right now. Okay. Yeah. And the Baofeng just like wouldn't no, it for no, that? No, because we were in the middle of, we were in a valley. We're in a valley. How are you going to talk on VHF, UHF in the middle? No, I mean HF. When I say it'd be really nice to have a radio on me, I mean HF. And sure, I got the KX2 and I got the 705 and yeah, and they're all great. They're all really, really good. But sometimes you just need that like 
not just ultra portable, right? Because I got those radios too. But you need a radio that you can just like, just like hold it, and then it's all right there, right? No, no external antenna. It's an HF radio that has the HF antenna attached to it. They made a, they made a handheld HF ham radio, which used to be a thing. So once upon a time, actually, you don't even have to go back far that far in time. The uh, the Yesu FT eight eighteen and the eight seventeen. The whole story behind that thing, if you guys go back far enough, you want to know why there's a BNC connector on the front of that radio? Well, the radio's shipped with a neck strap, and the neck strap goes behind your neck, and you hold the radio while you stand up. You have it sit on your chest, and the BNC is for connecting a vertical antenna off the top of it that you talk off of. And it could be for VHF, UHF, but a lot of people were using that for what they called Man Pack HF Portable, which was a way to walk around and to be able to use their HF without having to like sit down at a table and erect an antenna and all that stuff. The antenna, the radio, the battery, all of that was inclusive to the unit, and then you just kind of walked around with it. Now, admittedly, that was the the... And and there, uh, to me, saying the dorky side of radio is almost like a hat on a hat. Like radio is already kind of a, a dorky hobby. Well, that's rude. It not no, it's not. That's it, rude. It's not. It's not because I'm one of you. I'm I'm one of like we we are very much in a technical hobby, right? But when people in a technical hobby go, oh, I don't know that I would do that. What would people out in public think if I was walking around with an antenna and dragging 20 feet of wire behind me, you know, talking on the radio? That also, you know, that looks a little weird in some cases, right? That would draw the attention of the muggles, which we talk about, right? <laughs> okay. But now, but here, but here's the, here's the, the contrast of that. We've got thousands of people that are going out and doing parks on the air, but what's the difference? Well, for parks on the air, we are You're stationary. We're state. It's weird, right? But but think. Okay, th okay. Leia, let me let me paint a picture. Focus with me. Are you listening? Mm. Are you listening? You have one individual brings out like uh, my my ten meter party box, like you saw this weekend, right? Mm -hmm. Brings out the ten meter party box, puts it on a picnic table, pulls a radio out, sets it up on the table, like sets it down. There's mm -hmm. a battery, plugs into the radio, coax connects to an antenna that I've erected. And is on the grass, and I am using a microphone that's, you know, a slinky wire microphone, and I'm talking to somebody. Okay. okay that's person A. Okay. Same person. It's me. Surprise, it's me. Okay. But I'm person B. <laughs> okay. Person B, I have a box, a small box on my chest with a with a strap around my neck. Okay. Out of the top of that box is a, is a long whip antenna. Okay. And okay. then behind me... I'm dragging 12 feet of wire and I'm kind of walking around and I'm talking on a microphone. Okay. Between those two people, which which one is weirder looking? The the person dragging the wire. Why? Because a person who is sitting down mm -hmm. is obviously there. To be doing that thing. There's like an intention behind that. Right. Right. Okay. The person who is walking around, mm -hmm. it is the equivalent of the one-man band 
who was what like needed to like was fully portable right, right 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 and walking you didn't need to be walking around right right right, right. okay you could be stationary you could be stationary right. and if your purpose was doing what you're doing there's no value add by moving around okay great all right so here's the funny aspect of of this right so because of everything you just said the ladder the man pack portable the walking around with radio became became kind of passe its time has kind of come and gone. I, I, I don't even know why it had a time in the first place. Because people explore areas where they can just do things. Like They're like, I want to do this. Let's make let's try it. Let's do it. And uh, and Yesu is like, yeah, I'm with you. Let's do it. And that's why the 817 has that vertical BNC mount thing. Right. It was literally designed for man pack portable. OK. OK. And there are people that do it. There's YouTubers that still do man pack portable that go to the beach and, and they kick butt. Now, they're not like jogging all over the place with the radio. Like they're, they're standing, but they're pretty much standing there and, and making contacts. So in comes Elecraft. It's been it's been a hot decade, if not longer, before Man Pack Portable has been like a popular thing to do. Right. So Elecraft comes in, by the way. And, and if you're listening at Elecraft, I mean this in the best way possible. But there are many people who say like Elecraft is kind of like the Apple computers of, of radio. Right. Right. But what it really is, what it truly is, is that you have creators in the co-founders of Wayne and Eric that build the things they want. That's what they do. They build the things they care about, and that's it. I like that. So Wayne— I like that in a maker. Yeah. Wayne is a CW operator, and he likes to do Summits on the Air and Ultra Portable CW. So he's got the KX2. Okay. The KX2 can—it does have a key attachment to it, but you generally have to sit down— you have to attach an antenna to it, and you got to throw a wire into a tree, uh, and then you sit down and work the CW, blah, blah, blah. You're talking about, like, five minutes, maybe, of setup time, if that, right? He's like, nope, that's too long. Further, I don't really want to sit down. Let's say I'm on a hike. I'm on a, a five-mile hike, and at the midpoint, I've got it on a summit, and I'm going ultralight. I don't want to carry a lot of stuff, right? So the KH, the KH1... Smaller than a KH2, half the size. You you get to the top of the summit. There, you you pick, you pull it out of your pocket because it can be in your pocket. There's a wire that's wrapped around it. You unravel the wire. You lay that out on the ground. The clamshell opens up. On one side of the clamshell is the logging sheet for recording the contacts. On the left hand side, you're telling the, me there's a piece of paper in it. Yeah, there's a piece of paper in it and a pen holder, all inclusive. You turn the radio on. You turn the radio on. The okay. key, the CW key is at the bottom, so you can immediately just start working CW. And the antenna is on the top of the radio, and you just extend the antenna. It all packs in. You're up on the air in like a minute, two minutes at the most, immediately making contacts. You log the contacts. There's a slot when you fill the page out that you can pull the page off and put it in the back slot to record the log later. When you're done... You turn the radio off. The The CW key folds away. It turns around out of the way so it can't get hit. The plastic lid with the log closes over the top of it. Mm. The aerial, it, you, you lower the aerial, and then it comes out and slots into a side pocket or side area. Mm -hmm. So it's out of the way. And then you take that wire that you had to have, that's the radial, wrap it up around the body of the radio, throw it back in your pocket, you're out. Done. Mm. There's no throwing a line over a tree there's no putting up a tripod 
There's no freestanding antenna mass. There's no coax, you know, you, no feed line, no coax needed that you have to worry about kids running over it or anything like that. Hmm. Done. Ready to go. Um, did you ever watch Inspector Gadget? Mm-hmm. Do you remember uh, Penny's, Penny's book? Her book? That is the, the, the only thing, the only thing that I wanted from that show. Yeah. Oh, I loved Penny's book. But your description of this uh, radio. Yes. It's like Penny's book. Yeah. But with the antenna. Yes. Yes. And yeah. didn't you want that as a kid? Yeah, sure. Thank now you. that And now that you're learning CW, you're going to be able to use this radio, man. Wow. <laughs> so lucky. You're so lucky. Uh, the luckiest girl in the world. <laughs> That's saying something. <laughs> So I, I think, and and so here's here's now we'll go to the brass tacks. How much is how much would it cost for you to how have much, an experience like this, Leia? How much would you pay for Penny's for Penny's notebook? I mean, it's obviously not like Penny's notebook, but yeah, I totally get the vibe you're throwing. Yeah, it totally makes sense. So here's here's where things get a little wild. The price, it's, yeah. So, okay. so Ella Craft, uh, so I like what Ella Craft does, but a lot of people are like, I don't know, it's a little, little it's a little much here. Ella Craft is, is all a cart with everything. So they'll sell you the radio, right? The radio has, should have an internal battery, but if you don't want to pay them for the battery, they'll just ship you the radio without the battery. And then what do you do? You can plug in an external battery. It's the same connector. You just okay. you would have to use another battery. All right. There's an internal slot that holds their battery. Okay. But you could make a battery for cheaper that would fit in that. Yeah, same if you're spot. Dennis. You're Dennis or Adam, and Adam would yeah. do it, no problem. That's true. And then of course Dennis too. Um, so you you could save money that way, right? Uh, there is a antenna tuner, which is a, an accessory. You don't have to have that. You don't have to have that vertical antenna whip. There is a BNC post on the side of it that you could use the BNC. You could use a wire antenna like Adam's antenna. Just throw it up on a tree and get on the air. You could do that. You'd save a ton of money. The base price of the radio is $500. Oh, really? Base price. Okay. When you add the vertical antenna, the flappy lid with the logbook, the pen, the CW key that flips around, mm -hmm. the internal battery, the tuner, $1,200. Oh. Those are all accessories. Those are all accessories. Mm -hmm. Everything is an accessory with Elecraft, right? So for their portable options, they'll sell you the base radio, but then they're like, okay, well, if you want to do internal charging of the battery, you need to give us this much. And if you want an internal battery, you need to give us this much. And if you want the... Okay, whatever. Now... Think for a second, and I know you're not going to know this, so I'm going to break this all out. Okay. Ultra-portable radios like uh, the Elecraft KH-1, they're definitely the more expensive side of this. But if you were to compare it to the LNR Precision Mountain Topper 4-band, the Mountain Topper 4-band goes for about $350. Doesn't have the same capabilities as the KH-1, but it's a similar form factor. With the Penny's notebook? No, because let me explain. <laughs> With regard to the mountain topper, that's a fully stripped down situation. No internal battery, no tuner, nothing. It's all just a radio for three hundred and fifty dollars. 
if you want a tuner, the capability to accept the tuner, internal battery, all that stuff, that's where the KH1 comes into play. Okay. So it's really just a question of like, what do you need? What do you want? Mm. Right? That's really what the compromises are. People are like, oh, it's too expensive. Well, it's, it's too expensive if you do don't you want... need those items. If you don't right. need that stuff. Do yeah, you sure. need a happy marriage? Arguably, <laughs> arguably, most people, I assume, do. Yeah. So, you know, I think you might have your answer there. No. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. I don't get where you're going with this at all. <laughs> you're being very vague. Uh, am I? You're being very vague. <laughs> okay, right now. I just, I wish you'd be a little bit more straightforward with where you're going with this. Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, now, as as, uh, as true Ellacraft, I found out, by the way, oh, you'll love this. A little bit of intrigue. Will I? A little, I? little, bit, of in, a little bit of I intrigue and drama. A little bit of intrigue and drama. Ham radio companies have generally been pretty tight-lipped with their releases. Like, they don't want the release to get known before they want it known. And Ellacraft, uh, Pacificon is the Ellacraft show. Like, they go to Ellacraft. It's kind of like their big show. They wanted to announce the KH1 at, at Pacificon. Okay. Somebody, someone, they don't know who. Somebody gonna get hurt. Logged into an FTP server. What? That had the, the sales brochure for this radio. This person got this brochure and uploaded it to the internet released before it. pacificon before pacificon so wayne and eric and everyone else over at ellacraft had to scramble to release the kh1 a day early in front of the upload oh so um that's what? when i found out about it they actually went so far as to just they they scrambled and turned on the website Oh. So, so they let people start buying it on Friday. Before Pacificon. Before, before Pacificon. Oh, sorry, Pacificon. So that's why I got it. Why? Because it, they released it early. But what does that have to do with getting the radio? Oh, that was a foredrawn conclusion. I was going to get it. But that's why I got it is because it was it was they turned the sales on on Friday. I see. And you're saying they're sold out now? Oh, yeah, they're sold out. The day I made... So I happened to be home on that Friday, right? Because I, I had uh, some kid duty stuff. The day... The, the moment I heard, I heard there was a... Hey, I was like, hey, there's some stuff going on at Pacificon. There's potentially a new Ellacraft. I went, oh, really? So I jumped over on the Ellacraft... Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> jumped over on the Ellacraft website. Sure enough, the KH1 was being advertised. I immediately went live. I yes. That day, that video got over eleven thousand views just on that alone, just from that radio. Wow! It was a thirty-year, forty-minute live stream. Crazy, crazy popular. And yeah, it's it's a people are divided. Let's just say people are divided. So look forward to uh, future videos with the KH1 because I am, I'm pretty excited myself. Well, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> you hide, you hide your dismay so well, eh? <laughs> What's happening? The staircase has changed. Remember?
Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Hello and welcome to the email correspondence compound. On the far left, we have a building, a small building. It is the physical mail depot. To the right is the voicemail annex, and the gleaming tower in the middle is the email correspondence tower. We like to start out with physical mail, and I do have a couple of physical mail items. I have one uh, QSL card from an Andy, K-E-8-K-O-Y, and it reads, My first radio contact with you! HRCC helped me get tech and finally convinced me to get general last week. There you go. That's a beautiful Congratulations. Congratulations. Keep up the good work. And oh, this is a contact we made on uh, Hellfest. This is in Fell oh, Hell. Nice. And so he's in a QSL. And uh, he has he has a really cool stamp. I didn't know this was a thing. This is an Osiris Rex return to Earth module. It's like a, a parachute assisted oh, cool. return module. What an Super awesome cool stamp. stamp. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh my gosh. You guys are I love um I love it when, when ham radio operators have other hobbies mm. and they can figure out ways of like making their other hobbies a part of their main hobby. Like having a really Space. cool stamp. No, having a like a really cool oh. stamp, like knowing about stamps. Fair. Space. 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 It's like, it's, how does that? <laughs> I, I see where you're going, Leia. I see where you're going. This is from N5UQ from Bandera Terrace, or te Tejas. Bandera Tejas. Bandera, Texas. Ooh, look at those. Look at those longhorns. This is from Rusty Miller confirming QSO with KI6NAZ Ben operating. Nice. This was on the eighth month on the seventh day of 2023. Uh, he was operating his 7100. Says, thanks for the contact, Ben. Also worked Josh on 3-3-2023. And he just said, thank you, 7-3. Right on. So there you go. Very good. Nice. Contact for Ben. So now this one, though. We got a physical Ooh, package here. Physical mail. From one Rob Bailey. <gasps> Rob, longtime friend of the show. And let me see if I can pull this out. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And yep. prolific author of The Ever Changing Moon. I Okay. Hi, Josh and Leah. Here is a sample of Ugandan money for the boys. The exchange rate is about. 3,600 shillings for one U.S. dollar. Thank you for making amateur radio so much fun. From 73 from Rob, K5 and DCQ. Oh, thank so you, here Rob. Is less than a dollar's worth of Ugandan wow. money. Wow. The kids are going to be so excited. You've gone to be kidding me. I, I'm, I'm contemplating making a map for them, like a crazy wall map where it connects the currency to the country. This makes kids like into Jason Bournes or whatever. Yeah. Like they've got a box underneath their bed that's yeah. like full of five All passports. Of the monies. And like multiple currencies of other. This is very cool. Thank you so much, Rob. I, I passed it to you really fast. No, you yet. can't see it. You know, I need, every this, time to, I I need see, this to spend on the radio. Every time I, I see. Ellicraft accepts Ugandan from, money. Whenever I see money from oh, it other is, countries. Oh, it's more than a dollar in Ugandan money. Yeah, it's um, 8,000 Ugandan bucks. That is a little over $2. Shillings. Um 
Why are all of the American bills the same color? I don't know. Like, why Why Can is I, it so hard to differentiate between so such a wild, our 1s, 5s, 10s, 20s, 50s, 100s? It's such a wild history thing. Like, there's something... We're so wrapped up in the fabric nature of our of our money. But we can make fabric in other colors. No, no, I know. <laughs> but but uh, a lot of modern currency ha- is, is plastic, right? There's, there's a lot of plastic, and they sure. actually have better... Um, counterfeit solutions for yes. for a lot of this stuff and we are so beholden to the tradition i mean that's kind of america in a nutshell it's like beholden to tradition right oh my god that's <laughs> and that was leia smashing a can against her head another american tradition oh this ugandan money literally has a fish on it Oh my gosh, Ben is going to love it. This one's a yak. That's amazing. The kids actually really do love foreign currency. They do. It's it's like a peacock. Oh my God, is that that bird, a cassowary? <gasps> I think that might be a cassowary. That's like that murder bird. Like I have Dominican Republic money. Well, people love this uh, from... explanation of the visual. The visual. Oh no! That's a peso. <laughs> they fell out. All right. Give me the monies. Okay, here you Give go. Me the money. Get on Thank with you. it. All right, Thank we're leaving so the physical mail depot. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, everyone who physically mailed us. There is information on how you might want to do that in the show notes if you're so inclined. But that means we're going to the far right building. It is the voicemail annex. It is the place that we go to hear you read your email to us with your own voice. And you can do that if you call this phone number. That's 562-334-2389. All right. And away we go. Hi, Josh. This is Scott KN6IHD. Hey, Scott. Hey, Scott. Podcast and Alabama Andrew left a voicemail regarding his fan turning on when uh, he transmitted. And he said to wrap uh, the power line with a uh, toroid. Mm-hmm. just wanted you to clarify if you meant the power line to the AC unit, the AC power line to the power supply, or the DC power line to the radio. If you please clarify, that would be great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. You know what I always say, when in doubt, choke it out. All of them. Josh is saying, put a toroid on all of them. All of them. <laughs> so there, there's a... Um... Gosh, Josh is heavily invested in toroid futures. <laughs> Very much invested in, in, in epoxy and metals Clam, crammed together in donuts. So there's this old adage. I, well, no, it's not an old adage. It's just a thing I learned growing up. Like I, I had a, a, a 1967 Mustang was my first car. So I, I learned pretty quickly, like not that I'm a good mechanic or anything like that, but I, I definitely learned that there are, are ways to go about fixing something. Right. And they generally go towards the direction of like, where is the most effect of possible solution and the cheapest way to get there? Mm-hmm. Right. So buying a toroid is the cheapest way instead of buying three toroids. And then once you have the one toroid, go test it on all of those things. Mm-hmm. And where you get the biggest impact, that is where that toroid lives now. Okay. Right. My guess is that if you choked the fan on the air conditioner, whatever the unit was, that is likely the culprit. It is the receiving of that RF that is causing it to turn on. 
and the power line is the antenna that's letting the RF get in because you need something to act as an antenna for your RF to get into some kind of device. Mm -hmm. So we're using a choke to prevent that RF getting into the device. That's the first attempt I would make. All right. Next attempt would be the other things. All right. Well, hopefully that answers your question, Scott. Thank you so much. CQ, CQ, CQ. This is Kilo Echo 8, Lima, Juliet, Lima, Mobile. Hello. Morning, Josh. Morning, Leah. I know it's evening when you're listening to this, but Hello. this is the uh, Monday morning uh, weekend report. Oh. <laughs> As I've done here lately. Monday morning weekend. All right. It is currently 0400 Eastern Time. Oh. I am actually sitting at a rest area at the uh, Sliding Hill rest area on I-68 eastbound in Maryland, heading to Gettysburg to pick up a patient going to Clarksburg. Westburg, from oh, Westburg, PA to Clarksburg, West Virginia. Wish I had radio in here. Mm. Anywho, oh. that's not why I'm calling. I'm just, you know, um, I'm listening to the uh, podcast on the drive out here. You're talking about uh, Joda. And, uh, Joda. Um, I uh, had the radio set up and couldn't do the uh, actual, uh, couldn't do anything on Saturday during the daytime because WVU was playing football, so, you know, we had to deal with that. Priorities. WVU. Um, but I had radio set up for 20 meters. I got a uh, center-fed uh, dipole about 30-some feet in the air between two trees. Mm -hmm. And um, I was able to pick up, I'm assuming, South America. Oh. Because, cool. you know, a lot of chatter, but it was all Spanish. So I couldn't talk or anything because I don't know Spanish. And checking beacon stations and the beacon out of New York was just booming in. Wow. And a that's lot a good of other distance. beacons were nice. coming in good. Let's fast forward to Sunday afternoon when the scouts are supposed to come over. Okay. Fast yeah. forwarding. Silence from all beacons. No. And I've heard, I think it's. A QSO party out of Nevada. I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, Midwest, West Coast type stuff I was picking up, but it wasn't coming in clear. So didn't really get to do much on the air this year oh, for Joda. No. But we did uh, poke around on the Internet part of it a little bit. You know, maybe next year. We're already planning on doing it better for next year, maybe setting up a antenna somewhere, a field. Probably a good uh, idea. Yeah. That's all I've got for now. This is KE8LJL73. I, I should I should make a video on the like no fail radio setup for Joda. Because mm -hmm. that's like a there is there's a specific magic to having the radio mm -hmm. set up at a camp where there's oh, yeah. no reception. Oh that was probably one of the best things that could have happened because they're like wait you're able to talk to people where our cell phones aren't working yeah yeah when i when i was doing the the checkout just on the station i was having parents come up to me like oh how far out can you talk in there i'm like i don't know i talked to argentina earlier yeah they're like what right here like yeah what do you mean like just with the antenna and and that's what that's what a lot of the parents were doing is the kids were so focused on the the technology they were looking at the seventy three hundred and the waterfall and all that stuff, and the and a couple of the parents actually said no 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 that's not the important thing look at the big thing he has on top of the truck 
Yeah. They realized that that is what was facilitating that capability was this big antenna. And they're like, oh, wow. Like, how far can you talk? And I'm like, easily the other side of the country, Argentina. I talked to Alaska, you know, all all of that's capable. And they're like, just from the the back, like, is this all self-contained? I'm like, yeah, that's a solar panel charging the battery. The battery is charging my radio and also charging my laptop, Mm -hmm. 12-volt laptop. Right, right. twelve right. laptop, mm-hmm. Jacob Potamus. all inclusive. <laughs> Everything's all intern, like all right here, and they're like, "Wow!" A lot of the parent, the uh, not honestly, it was evenly split. A lot of the dads, but a lot of the moms are like the fact that it's all enclosed, like all inclusive, like everything right. is no because internet. You know what they don't want to do? They don't want to give up a room of their home to be a ham shack. No, I, I took it as it's not an extra service they have to pay for. It, it's a level of capability that had nothing to do with buying. Well, you got to buy a lot of stuff to make this work, guys. But yeah. But at the same time, it's not this reoccurring thing where you're depending on somebody else. It's like an off-grid setup. Right. Right. That was kind of what a lot of the moms were asking me about. Well, the, the two or three. Sure. A lot. Yeah. A lot for ham speak. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hello. This is the public service announcement pun service announcement system (laughs) this is a test and only a test okay my boss said to me you're the worst train operator ever how many trains have you derailed in the past year you know what i said to him i'm not sure it's hard to keep track (laughs) (laughs) i loved it thank you no fantastic well done I love it. I love it, but also it's like... This is Jimmy Jam, KK7BOM. Doing a a quick response to, I think it was Alabama Andrew talking about his AC (laughs) kicking on every time FDA keyed up. Yeah. Um, You could try adding ferrites or... uh, Yeah, you could try insulating power cords like Josh was recommending. Yeah. Um, But I don't know if that'll help. See... Um, most household heating and air conditioning systems are controlled by 24-volt AC low-voltage wires, and you probably have the thermostat wire running through your attic. Um, It's small, like 24-gauge, almost like a phone line wire. Um, If that's running through your attic, then that controls the contactors for all of your AC compressors and fans and air handlers and everything and i'm sure that your antenna is putting off exactly what that low voltage wire needs Uh to close the contactor which is just a relay that that energizes the motor so you gotta look for those thin wires coming from your thermostat out to your ac and your air handler and protect those with a ferrite that should be a pretty easy thing to do um brilliant quick idea this is for so smart. Leia, as far as preps, um, because you guys have been talking about preps being bland, and you've also been talking about wide mouth canning jars. Mm-hmm. This is something that uh, Mrs. Jimmy Jam used to do for me when I was deployed. She would make cakes in a jar. So, what? doing up the cake batter, whatever cake you like, um, you put the cake batter in a wide mouth canning jar, mm-hmm. you bake it in the canning jar and then 
put your little uh, lid on it, and then it it's good for like a month. Wow. Uh, she used to mail it to me when I was deployed overseas. So That's wild. Yeah, there's a good idea to like improve your uh, your prep. Nice. And then, Thank you. know, you. when they've been there for a month and, you know, you got to rotate your preps, uh, you, you have to convince your kids to eat some cake. Oh, that'll so, be a hard sell, I mean, I man. I know that's hard to get ja- rid of, uh, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, Jimmy Jam. Out, uh, I've got a few questions, mm-hmm. but I'll save those for an email. Anyways, I love thanks it. for the podcast. I hope you have a good one. Uh, this is KK7, B-O-M, Jimmy Jam, clear. That was Thank a you really, so much, Jimmy Jam. That was really, really good point. Yeah, you're totally right. The 24... So... I, we did not we did not learn the the finer inner workings of the of the fan and whatnot like what it's connected to is it an internal system is it one of those ones that like hangs out the back of a window we don't really know yet so uh but but still your point is totally valid and that's another entry point for some kind of rf shenanigans in the house so uh well said good point it was brilliant. Yeah, really good. And Jimmy Jam. Good job, Jimmy Jam. Have you ever thought about the all the ways that AI could go wrong? <laughs> Jimmy Jam. Do you ever There's think about a... how possibly AI could strangle you in your sleep with the 24 valve, uh, 24 volt <laughs> uh, valve? I'm just saying that valve. Jimmy Jam came here with some knowledge that could be very important to open AI. <laughs> Jimmy Jam, you ever think about uh, AI particularly strangling you with a 24-valve V12 engine? <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking in valves versus volts, but uh, there you go. I, I, you know, that's two email, uh, uh, two voicemails out here helping out Alabama well, Andrew. So well Alabama done, Andrew's everybody. getting the coverage, man. He deserves Hello, it. this is Kilo One, Mike Alvarez. <laughs> Volume control, my bad. Let's see if I can be coherent and to the point. Thank you, sir. Hey, Nate. So Monday, I activated a new, all-time new park in New York. It's the, <gasps> I believe I said something about it in the last podcast. It is the Bennington Battlefield. Nice. State historic site in New York. It is where there was a, a turning point in the Revolutionary War um, when the British tried to take the the ammunitions that were oh, yeah. in Bennington, Vermont. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't get there because um, the Green Mountain Boys and other people uh, went and, and fought the British. Um, they were trying to steal the ammunition and the supplies. So they fought in New York, just over the border in New York. And that is where I went. And it is a new park, which is Kilo 10034. And um, I got 87 contacts. Um, nice. And 86 of them counted wow. because I guess someone duped me so somebody duped um yeah i went there and it was a good setup spot and i used my edfed and got ran out of battery power on my oh man nice. 91 so i switched over to 705 because it needed less battery power different battery and i did it in like an hour and a half that was pretty good for me it's most yeah. contacts i've had at apoda so this is kilo and mike alazoo i might follow up with an email with some photos so that you can see um, some of the activation. This is Kilo One by Kazulu. Bye bye. Did you ever think? Checked of... out. That's a that's a PR. Personal record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job, Nathan. Appreciate the uh, the the trail report. Leah, did you ever think about like how we miss out on some of that history of the East Coast by living in the West Coast? 
I mean, the West Coast has a lot of history, too. It does, but it's not the same kind of history. Totally different. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The birth of the nation kind of stuff. Well, that's why this summer we're going to the East Coast. That's this summer's plan. God, you want to go on the East Coast? You want to go like autumn or something like that? The kids have school. When's autumn anyway? You're going it's like still, you we're want to still go still in summer right now. Yeah, but they actually have an autumn. That's like the leaves changing and all that. You want to go like in the summer? We're going in the summer. Well, how do we do it without the kids missing a ton of school? I don't know, man. I just know that you hate humidity and and high temperatures, and it's it it be hot out hey, there. Hey, you know what? If East Coasters can live in it. You, I can live in it oh, for a week. Let's all record that <laughs> moment in podcast history. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. I'll have my KH1 with me. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Here hey, we go. podcast peeps. Uh, this is Andrew, the ham formerly known as KE8FHB. And, hey, uh, Andrew. I had a big reveal planned last week, but technical difficulties did not want that to happen. You were the so last I'll email, by the way. Right now, I got a vanity call sign. I am now WF9N. Congratulations! But, uh, the reason I'm uh, calling is because I want to hopefully get a call in before the podcast records. I don't know when y'all record it, but before Josh cruises up here Eastern time, so I feel like not for a couple hours. Anyway, enough of that. I just want to talk real quick about. Uh, an interesting POTA activation I had earlier this week. Okay. I decided to try to activate the park using Feld Health. Um, oh. Didn't get it activated using Feld Health. Made no. three contacts, though. So that was pretty fun. Oh. Uh, thanks yeah. shout out to uh, some folks on the HRCC Discord for uh, we were able to coordinate okay. three Feld Health contacts oh. the, at the park. I would be and shocked. And then I activated yeah. Sideband, you know, got 30-something contacts, whatever. Good for you, man. And then toward the end, well I was done. like, hey. Or actually, no, it was a... Uh, I think it was Sox Girl in the Discord uh, said something about SSTV Poda, and I was like, screw it, let's try it. So yes. I um, fired up MMSSTV, got it configured kind of on the fly in the field, uh, took a couple pictures around the park, and was able to make two SSTV contacts. So the, probably the most eclectic Poda activation I've had. But anyway, just uh, was too lazy to type an email and wanted to phone in about my uh, – Interesting photo uh, experience, and I guess encourage more people out there to use weird unconventional modes to activate the photo. That's anyway, guys, awesome. Uh, 73, this is Andrew, WF9N, your Indiana Postal Correspondent. Andrew, I, I'm going to unabashedly steal that. What? I'm going to go do a live stream where it's a POTA activation, and we do it with, with slow scan television, and I send pictures from the park. Nice. Because that's Very basically what we're excited, that's Andrew. basically what we're talking about, right? Is that you, you could take pictures of where you're at and send them. Yeah, that was one of my very first like prepper ish things that I did. Mm -hmm. um, this is this is how you could start a really amazing uh, ham radio based scavenger hunt. Oh yeah, I was thinking about doing something like that too. That would be really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do. Like, I mean, obviously, you could do this across the country. Well, right? I've already done a but... giveaway with SSTV oh. years ago. I did a, coup a coupon code in the SSTV image. What if yeah. we did a ham radio meetup, mm -hmm. but all of the clues were transmitted by SSTV? So it starts out in the morning, and where you end up 
is where Th- this the is literally is. all the 90s kids going so we're going to a rave and this is a pager code that we're changing <laughs> that's what this is right is that what you're telling me right now this is the ham radio version of of pager rave code yeah but i guess you've got to stay within a certain radius no, you just, well, I mean, uh, yeah, you'd you have to be, be like this is this is in L.A. County. Right, <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> Only people that are four hundred miles away from us are here. Yeah, 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 you'd have to. You, uh, that's the logistics of that is complicated. Yes. What you just said. Yeah. But I love the idea of doing a poda that's slow scan television sure. where we take pictures of some of things, mm-hmm. and that's what we're sending to do the. I love that. I love. I don't know that you could. I, you may not be able to activate the part. What is it called when you use pictures of things to make words? Do you remember? There's like puzzles. Like Where the I. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you. Uh-huh. I heart you. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that called? Pictogram, I guess. Yes, okay. So you could do an SSTV pictogram. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. It's, we're, getting, we're getting real esoteric right now. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Hello, this is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu Nathan. I was just <laughs> calling hey, uh, to follow up about my uh, proximal area activation at Bankton Battlefield State Start Site. Um, and I, instead of emailing, I'm going to send it in a Discord. So maybe you've already seen it by now. Oh, yes, so I've seen the pictures. It. Thank you, Nathan, for I posting them. Trying to send a bunch of photos in an email doesn't always. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, without like compressing, and I just wanted to make it easy for you to see. So that's where it is. And also, um, I appreciate Josh as usual. Um, and some benefits for people if they're a patron uh, on Patreon for Josh. Um, sometimes you get to see uh, things that don't stay up on YouTube. Ah, especially <laughs> like the Ham Nation. Yes. Um, Thanks, Nate. Thanks video silence. So this is this is my rendition of that. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear it? Yes. Can, can the chat hear it? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'll fix it in post. I'll fix it in post. Okay, this is Kilo and Mike Alzulu. Thank you, Josh. You're the best. You've and never been so accurate. <laughs> you never know. Kilo and Mike Alzulu out. You've never been so accurate in any of your voicemails. Nate, well, thank you so much, Nate. Thank you to Very everybody. Good. Thank you. Who left a voicemail <laughs> for the voicemail annex. What's that number again, Leo? It's 562-334-2389. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for sending us the voicemails. We love Ooh, the uh, yeah. we love the field, the, the field, you know, reports. But hey, I if, just like hearing everybody's voices. If, if you just finish like like if you were working on a project in the shack, like you, you just finished an antenna or something like that, give us a call, leave a message, tell us what you did, what you built. We there might be people that want to hear more about it. We can talk to it, email, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you We'd have love a bunch that. of people who are super excited for you. Yeah. All right. Now it's time to move on. I think I have a thing for that, right? I do. Maybe. 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 I don't even know anymore. There it is. <laughs> hello. Hello. 
Welcome to the tower, hello, hello. Welcome to the tower. Leia's reading your emails and Josh is going on a tangent. Thank you for your email. We hope you like it here. That is that. very wholesome. I, I love it so much. This is very wholesome. It's got some real uh, Mr. Rogers feels. It does. I like am a big fan of Mr. Rogers. Germanic so. Mr. Mr. Rogers. Yes, I love it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. The first email is titled, oh, I feel so bad because there were so many uh, emails cut off last week. And there wasn't so many. Please. It wasn't so many. Even one is too many. Uh, well, okay. I, I'm with you on that, <laughs> but so many is not accurate. It's not accurate. All right. The first email is titled T-shirt idea, and this comes from David. Hi, Josh and Leia. Since Leia did not like my ham widow T-shirt idea, I thought of another one. Here it is. Ham radio. We have Vodas, Podas, Skodas, Sodas, Iotas, but sorry, no Yodas, only Elmers. <laughs> I get it, Yoda. But we do that's have good. Yodas. That's that's the problem. Well, there is Yotas, youth on the air, but there's yeah. no Yodas. It's spelled Yotas. There is Yodas. I know. Yeah, that's that's a problem. It's youth on the air. Yeah. So it have to be Yodas. Because mm -hmm. that, that works with the joke. There's no Yoda's like Luke going right, to learn the right. force from Yoda. Mm -hmm. But there are Elmers. That that works because that's kind of like the ham radio Yoda. Thanks for the oh. content. Maybe see you on an Illinois vacation. If you do, Not I'll likely. take you to some of my favorite <laughs> podcasts. I'm just spots. kidding. I'm kidding. 73 no, I... from, as always, David, AB9YG. There could be a wild chance that I could be in Illinois next week. Illinois? Next week. Chicago. Yeah. No, not, not that part. There's like some kind of training class that I might have to go to next week. What? I know. It's this crazy. This is the first I've heard of I this. know. I just, well, I just found out about it myself. This is unacceptable. Okay. But uh, yes, I it's, do want to go to Chicago. It's, so. a, it's, the, it's the Sterling Mann uh, education of good engineering. What? No, it's, I'm, I'm kidding. It's not Sterling. But anyway, that's a, that's a joke. It's not related to Sterling for training or anything like that. But, mm. but David, uh, an Illinois vacation may be in the works because Chicago. My sister. The, the Bean. My sister just got back from uh, Chicago weekend, and it looked great. And she was like, "We gotta, we gotta go back." N no. Oh. But I can't let her go somewhere that I've never. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is not the way to do no, this. No, especially not. My sister has like such a travel bug about her. No. And I, I don't have that. In no. Me. I, you know what I like? I like it when the house is like perfectly clean, <laughs> and I can just like lay down. <laughs> and, you know and that relax. that is definitely a that is definitely a feet underneath you moving forward into the wind travel <laughs> mentality my hobbit hole was cleaned one fortnight and so i decided to lay about and do nothing <laughs> yeah i mean you know why because when i travel i go really hard it's not relaxing <laughs> no. no yeah no that's really good yeah. point you have a hard time just like chilling I'm like, I'm here. I've got to see it. <laughs> I've got to go do the thing and feel a different way. 
the, there is also the the, the 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 hilarious part of I'm going back to the the East Coast trip that you were talking about. Yeah. You're like, I'm already talking to the war reenactment team. We will be uh, we'll be splitting the family in half, one from the north and the other from the south. <laughs> We'll be reenacting the lives of <laughs> continental fighters. <laughs> Reliving history scenario. I do. I have like this trifecta. I'm of like things. breaking character, trying to break out a metal detector, looking for <laughs> war relics, and I get arrested. I have like a trifecta of things that I try to hit when I go on travel, and it's not always seeing the um, the most. Touristy. Tourist attraction. Yep. yep, that is you but, in a nutshell. But it is about going to like the most historic thing somewhere, or the most... of a particular niche. What? So your, your your past usually leads you to like specific niches, like well, not a neat, like a tiny insignificant thing, but mm-hmm. a thing that's deeply you that's outside of the touristy area. Sure. Something that deeply speaks to you that's high history. Yeah. But not major tourists. So like the Asian Museum and all that. Yeah, we we went to uh, we went to Angel Island instead of Alcatraz. That that's probably a really good example. Did uh so you you were not there for this, but do you remember is it Zach Baggins, the the ghost adventures guy? Okay. Remember remember Ghost Adventures the TV show? Yeah. They did an episode it's on Netflix for Angel Island. Yeah. And so I put it on because we're getting ready for October. You know, you put it on in front of the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. Okay. And they're watching it like, wait, we've been there. Edison's like, we went there. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, I went there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, There's wait. ghosts. <laughs> we went, we went in there. I'm like, and he looks at me and goes, this is all fake, right? <laughs> smart boy and i'm like yeah this is total this is total bs he's like yeah this is like they're they're trying to pretend like this is real (laughs) thank you edison Edison. preach (laughs) (laughs) it was so funny it was so funny but ben was like no i'm totally in he's like i'm freaked this is real i'm freaked out did a ghost follow me home oh my god I, you know what? I don't remember how Ben reacted to the haunted mansion in Disneyland. You know where it's like the hitchhiking ghosts. I don't remember how he reacted as a child. That's probably jack some kids up, right? Yes. <laughs> when when you think about it, probably messed up some kids. Kids thinking that they're haunted now. Mm-hmm. Then you watch Insidious. <laughs> Dude, but, Edison had paranormal. No... What is it? The paranormal. Paranormal activity. Yeah, <laughs> we did not watch that. I felt that was a little too found footage. Mm. That so, like people that watch found footage for the first time, they actually do like this mental gymnastics thing of like thinking that it was actual real, right? Recorded stuff, right? right. And they they portray it as though it was real. And kids are kind of easy to trick sometimes yeah. if you just tell them emphatically enough like they'll mm-hmm. believe you mm-hmm. but if you show them something that's like super like super supernatural they're gonna be like well that's not real right 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 so edison poised like with uh insidious he mm-hmm. was like oh this is impossible impossible yes like, this is not real and then what did ben say uh ben's like could be real <laughs> <laughs> no ben was fine 
but Edison was the true. Well, I mean, that's when I'm the most because he's younger. Yeah. But he's obviously the more, I don't know, scrutinizing, I guess, of the of the details. Yeah. I think. Well, I mean, Ben went to Scary Farm and he wasn't scared. No, so, Ben went yeah. to Scary Farm was not scared. He had he's a great... like, you are definitely just a human. But also at the same time, Scary Farm is... Pro- okay, let, I'll, I'll just go out on a limb here if anybody doesn't realize this. Scary Farm is a place you take your like teen... You know, when you are a teen, you go there with your teen girlfriend. Mm. Or your your younger girlfriend. You're a younger person. You go there with your friends. Teen, like You don't want to go with your retired through... grandfather and your father to not scary fun. high school through like college i went i went oh i was rest. going there i was going there middle school I, wow oh yeah oh yeah i got started early with you're an farm. inappropriate child oh yeah i was very inappropriate Ugh. i am terrible yeah yeah no it's true all right well thank you so much david thank you david. <laughs> on to the next email it is titled enjoy the podcast and this comes from evan it is a picture of uh how would you describe this that's a bomb that reads as per my last email. <laughs> That's I have a, a smart t- bomb, particularly. It's got a I, yes. targeting system in the front. I have attached a picture. I'm sure you and Josh will enjoy. I saw it and laughed and thought you should too. When I first started listening to the podcast, I always thought it was too long, and the show topic was almost always glossed over with not enough time dedicated to it. Now. I have grown to enjoy every part of the show. Now that you cut out half Thanks. the emails last week, I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> that was not intentional. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. Thanks. I'm sorry. Keep, keep doing what you're doing, Evan. KI5, YES. P.S. If nothing flew out of the truck, it was good enough to make the trip. Hashtag structural ro- <laughs> road count. <laughs> no. Thank you. Thank you, Evan. Truth. No. That is. No. Spitting the truth. No. It made it. It's fine. Awesome. Horrible. Horrible encouragement. Horrible encouragement of bad behavior. The next email is titled Thomas Mountain Campout. And this comes from Paul. Yes. Hi, Leia. Is there going to be a Thomas Mountain Campout this year? Thanks, Paul K6. I don't know. RWZ. I, I don't know if I can get the uh, F-150 up there. Thomas Mountain, no. What? I don't think so. What? I think that there will be a camp out. Oh, yeah. No, there's going to be a camp out. I don't know. If when you say Thomas this year, th- nothing else is happening this year. This is 2023. Oh, yeah, yeah. Q4. <laughs> okay, fine. It's done. Fine, fine. It's, yeah. we are... <laughs> We're looking forward to 2024. On the cusp of the Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I just want everybody to realize that, like, I don't know if you're like me, but my life is rafter season for John. (laughs) My life gets so much busier in these last three months. That's everybody. They my life all of I don't the know decorating don't, holidays don't into know, the end of the year i don't know if you're like me <laughs> but the last three months are real busy around here and my work too it's rafter season it's it's every month i gotta get up and down in the rafters to pull out some totes totes totes, totes my goats. Goats. <laughs> pulling down all kinds of garbage so the most recent thing was uh 
Halloween. If we do, if we always do Boo Fest until the oh yeah, I have I have revolutionized and changed. I'm preparing for more campouts. Yeah, I have changed everything. All the camping equipment has come down off the rafters into the high shelf. Great. It could it could graduate further down. Wow, hierarchy. Waste high shelves. That is that's the 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 most sought after camping you could do. That is the most sought after real estate we can give a tote. Yes. (laughs) In our in our abode. So if we do Boo Fest every year until Edison, yeah, but uh, now there's people talking about campery and all kinds of other stuff, like right. But I'm saying that Boo Fest would kick off the tote season because it's camping totes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then it's Halloween totes, yeah, (laughs) then it's fall totes. I've toted it. We're all toted up. Then it's Chinese New Year totes. That's right. There's so many totes. I go into the next year with totes. (laughs) My only freedom of totes, I think, is uh, going to hamcation. Yes. Is when I free myself of totes, which is February. <laughs> but there will be a camp out next year. It will not be in Ramona. They have sold their property, I think. There's... Thomas Mountain is the four-wheel drive. That's the one we did with Adam earlier in the year. Right, right. So there are <laughs> there is talks. There are talks amongst amongst men. In quiet corners of the Discord. Quiet corners. <laughs> Talking about potentially doing a Joshua Tree campout. That would be with uh, with Adam. We don't know, you know how that's going to go hilarious? yet. hilarious? Hmm. I, I have a um, somebody who works for me. For... There is so much. There's feverish <laughs> amounts of hand movements that are happening right now. This is a wild. I'm who distracted. Built a wild west town out in like 29 Palms. Okay. Just a plot of land. Uh huh. We could probably set up out there. Okay. There's no. Okay. I, I think there might be septic. <laughs> okay. And you'd have to come dressed. As Period a, appropriate. Yes. <laughs> but. Yeah. I'm going to snively whiplash. <laughs> so there, there could potentially be a camp out with Adam. I don't know yet. We're we're not fully uh, hey, fully seated feel? on that. But there will definitely be. Let me just say, there will definitely be an HRCC camp out in 2024. Yes. And all things considered, it could it, it will likely be bigger than last year. Well, and it could be completely like different than what you could possibly expect. It may not be a camp out. <laughs> it might not be a camp out at all. Oh, are you talking about Vegas? It could be Vegas. It could be Vegas. It could be Vegas. Let's all just go to the Ve- like the Red Rock in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Let's just grab a bunch of rooms. We'll 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 get a deal. We'll figure it out. Um and we'll we'll just all meet up out there. That could be fun. Because that's a lot easier for a lot of people. And there's like five or six poda. We can catch up with the Gigaparts guys. It's like the cheapest place to fly into. Too. It's super cheap. Like we could, we could. Okay. And, the, and the thing is that if you fly I, I would, into, let me somewhere, just say, if we do Las Vegas, well, yeah. I'll probably still do a camp out. What? Yeah, I'm probably still gonna do a camp out. I've gotta, I gotta do a hike. I gotta do something. Oh, I understand what you mean. Yeah. But like in terms of having a place where everybody flies in, yeah. If 
the point is for everybody to be able to fly in, then it's nearly impossible to do camp out because who's hauling all their camp gear? Right, 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 right. Yeah. totally. But it's easy. It's easy to fly in and then just Uber to like the Red Rock. Yeah. And then the people that are local, we can all just carpool. Yeah. Like I can take a ton. I can take everybody. I can take a couple of people and like everybody's stuff in the truck. Right. Right. And we can all just go do POTA like all day. And the POTAs out around Vegas are really gorgeous. Oh, yeah. They're great. The, all up and around that Red Rock area is really, really cool. Yeah. Really good stuff. But it would have to be in a cooler weather. Yeah, it's fine. You're in the shade. You're good. <sighs> okay. Yes. I mean, you. Oh, we will keep you posted, okay. Paul. But okay. now it's time. Oh, my God. I'm not ready. It's the final email. Wow. I cut off those emails and then nobody sent emails this week. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm really sorry. Yeah, you should be very sorry. I am. Because I, I did my part. You did. You did. Yeah. This is all on me. <laughs> Years of doing this, I screw up one time and everybody's like, that's it. I'm not sending any more emails. Dead to you. I'm dead. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> wow. Fickle. Fickle the Hammerino community. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the final email is titled Grand Canyon Activation Report. Okay. And you know what? Mike yeah, no, is I about don't. to. I don't know what. In your face. <laughs> He's about to in my face? Yes. Why? You said that it was not going to work. At the bottom of the Grand Well, let's Canyon. see. Hi, Josh okay. and Leia. Okay. It was several months of planning and training to get ready for the canyon activation. There was much backpacking gear that needed acquiring, and my ham gear needed to get lighter, as did I. Okay. We avoided the summer heat by staying at the very high altitudes of Colorado, 7,500 feet for two weeks near Kremling, 9,000 feet for over two weeks by Grand Lake, 9,500 feet for two weeks near Leadville, and three weeks at 10,500 feet by fair play. Just breathing at those heights did not prepare my body for the canyon. I took some strenuous training hikes to 11,000 feet and 13,000 foot elevations while carrying my pack, which was crammed with camping and radio gear. I also activated poda and soda in some nasty locations. Sure, they were at high altitudes, but they were almost completely surrounded by rugged ridges a thousand feet over my head. Mm -hmm. All of this to get me ready for the big mission this October. Okay. Here we okay. Go. Enough of the prep stuff. Okay. I just didn't want you thinking I ventured into the canyon on a whim. I hopped on a donkey. <laughs> I also don't want anyone else getting the idea and venturing into the canyon on a whim. No, please don't. Anyway, the day finally came and I stood at the trailhead on the south rim ready one mile above my planned QTH with my 36-pound pack, 10 of which was radio gear. Another activator, Andre KL7AC, had already completed two CW activations while in the canyon in the previous fall and spring. Not a bad weight for 36 pounds. Not mm -hmm. bad. My okay. original thought was to use CW, but after Andre's successful operations, my plan moved to a QRO phone activation. That meant more radio, battery, and more weight. QRO phone? 
the payoff is I felt like I would be trying something that perhaps hadn't been done in Poda before. I felt like I was pushing the envelope and it would be fun to be able to tell my hunters their signal was in fact reaching the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Off we went. Okay. QRO though is getting me. QRO implies over 100 watts. Mm. So okay, I'm 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 very curious now where we're going with this. Going down was a lot harder than I anticipated. Sure. It turns out a heavy pack makes significant difference going downhill, and I was quite sore that night and the next day. Oh yeah. I did get tired going downhill on my training hikes, but I assumed that it was because I had already completed the uphill portion and I just happened to start feeling tired during the second half of the hike as I was going back down. Sure. No matter, it was time to set up for the activation I had been thinking about for over a year and a half. There were higher operating locations nearby to choose from, but if I'm going to activate from the bottom of the canyon, I'm going to get as low as I can. Good. I, okay, I, I like, the, I like the, the drive. This is good. I set up on the beach on the north bank of the Colorado. Now, you might imagine how the canyon appears as you're looking up from the river. Let me change that a bit for you. The canyon rim I'm looking at is not 5,000 feet high. The north and south rims are miles away and all but completely out of view. The inner canyon rim I'm looking at is quote unquote only a thousand feet high. Oh the okay. inner canyon is the lowest crack you see at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. That's my objective. If the signal clears that rim, I'm out of Grand Canyon. Okay. The Nelson Antenna's 49 to 1 transformer was attached to a low branch of shrubby tree on the edge of the river with a carabiner that I ran the 40 meter wire to the west to my 13 foot fiberglass mast plug in the 4.5 amp hour bioeno set the ft891 to 25 watts and it's time to rock the moment of truth i go to 20 meters praying to hear a signal let's start at 14.350 and tune down the band i had only made it down to 14.332 megahertz when i heard another poda activator K7 UAP from K3261. I didn't know it at the time, but that was the St. Edward State Park in Western Washington. Wow. Though the meter was only reading an S2, I could hear his call loud and clear. We completed the park to park after he gave me a 5-1, having no trouble hearing my response. That was my confirmation. This could actually work, and the odds now seem to be in my favor. Time to start calling CQ. <laughs> Very good. First, though, I needed to spot myself. Now, how did I plan on spotting myself from the bottom of the Grand Canyon? Is it CW? Sodamat. I had pre-programmed oh, yeah. the Sodamat app telling it I would be activating a park in Arizona, and there was another... And there was other prep work to be done for other frequencies that I might use. Now, on location with an offline iPhone, I could enter my specific park number and the, the clear frequency found into the app. The phone then generates FT8 tones that I transmit on 14.074 megahertz through the 891's microphone. Magically, my signal is picked up by the SodaMat system and reported to the POTA spotting page. Voila, 
I've just spotted myself from the bottom of the Grand Canyon. That's pretty cool. That's, very That's pretty cool. My first official spot was at uh, 2352 UTC. After a few minutes of tense calling, I received my first call back at 2359 from KK7 KNB in Oregon. 4-1 was a signal report. Unfortunately, his contact was on the wrong side of midnight UTC, and I didn't think to immediately call him again and get a new contact on the new day. Oh, well, it's now after midnight UTC and I'm in business. The steady calls start coming immediately. 3-5 from Kentucky, 5-5 in Texas, 5-5 California, 4-4 Washington, 5-7 California, 5-7 Colorado, 5-7 Idaho, 5-5 Minnesota, 5-5 Kansas. I'm 11 minutes into the activation and I already have nine solid contacts plus two from the previous day. Then good conditions. it stopped. I send multiple calls out with no answer. Call again, no answer. Call again, no answer. Three more tense minutes pass before I hear a loud signal from West Texas. It's Casey 7 UXM from El Paso, and he gives me a 5-4. That's it. Ten contacts. We activated this ditch. The pressure's <laughs> off now. Let's have some fun. Excellent. I get two more contacts over the next three minutes, one to Ohio and another in Minnesota. Then it quits again. All I hear for 10 minutes is static. Hmm, let's up the power. What if I cut my battery time? I've already got the park activated. Let's see what happens. I adjust the 891 from 25 to 50 watts. Bang. 55 uh, in California. 55 in Missouri. Cool. I'm back in business. Next is WE1D. Awesome. A one station. Where is he from? Connecticut. What? I'm a 5-3 in Connecticut? That ain't invis. That's over 2,000 miles. Very good. Surely that'll be my longest contact, right? Nope. Next call, I'm 3-2 in Alaska. Oh, wow. Freaking Alaska. That's over 2,400 miles. AL7, KC, you rock. Finally, at 1.14 UTC, the battery runs out of juice and the 891 shuts down. 4.5 amp hour got me 15 minutes of prep work. I sent two messages and spotted myself three times on FT8, each of those involving one minute of solid FT8 transmission and then 1.25 hours of giving me the business. I don't like dead air. When I'm activating and not making contacts, I'm calling frequently. I'm making a lot of noise so no one accidentally tunes past me. Maybe not the best for small batteries. The final results were 39 contacts in 1.25 hours. Mission accomplished. Oh, for sure. Great job. The original hypothesis I had formed studying the lay of the land and my previous activation from South Rim was that I would be able to hit it from everywhere from Texas to over central California. I thought the orientation of the canyon would allow signals out at a lower angle in those directions. It seems like it did work that way, but I had no idea I would reach so far over the North Rim. See the attached QSO maps. Mm -hmm. The hike wasn't as bad as I had anticipated. We took the steeper, more scenic Kaibab. Kaibab. Mm -hmm. trail down into the canyon and we went 
up the more agreeable Bright Angel Trail. That's a nice gradual climb until the last three miles. There's natural springs and water stations all along the way too. But those last three miles were a bear. By the time we made it to the top 11 hours after we set out in the morning, I was totally drained. I wasn't excited. I wasn't elated. I wasn't relieved. I wasn't anything. I felt like a total zombie. There was no energy left for any kind of emotion. After the last three miles of raw willpower, putting one foot in front of the other, I was wow. now at the top and parts of me immediately start shutting down. So that's the story. Wow. Do I think we should all be activating canyons now instead of summits? <laughs> Please no. Of course not. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> Obviously, there's an advantage to be gained by climbing a peak, but maybe we're overstating how challenging or quote-unquote impossible or quote-unquote against the laws of science it is to activate from a less than advantageous location like a valley or canyon. You know, there's quite likely a few poda parks out there from which activators stay away yeah. simply because of surrounding terrain. There are areas of the country where parks tend to be in valleys between tall mountain ridges. I hope this story may inspire some to go out and give those parks a shot. You might be surprised just how far you can reach. Josh, would you like to... Uh... Say something so many to Mike. So many things. When you were such a skeptic of. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna remain. Okay, let me explain why. First of all, let me say, Mike, congratulations, you did the unthinkable, Very the unachievable. Exciting. You made it happen. There was a conversation that happened this weekend that we were talking about the cannonball run. Oh yeah. And that during COVID numbers of the cannonball run were lower than ever because there were just nobody out on the road. And that is an unachievable thing after COVID. The numbers that were set during COVID will, will likely never be beaten because there were just there was just nobody out there. So let let's put this into perspective. Uh Parks on the Air got started in roughly 2018, I believe. Hmm. That was at the low side of the solar cycle. We are rolling into the high side of the solar cycle right now. So all those crazy parks like the, um, what, what was the cave, uh, the, the, the cliff dwellers? Cliff dwellers. The cliff dwellers. Yes. The cliff dwellers. <laughs> there, there are multiple parks that are like literally on the side mm -hmm. of major huge mountains or sure. in the bottom of big reservoirs or big canyons this is the time to activate them as we go into the high solar cycle okay they will become they will they will become almost impossible to activate if not impossible to activate on the low side oh okay. it's it, this is the high tide versus the low tide kind of thing right so yes i i totally think what you did is amazing and and please and by the way Shout out, and and that's awesome that you were able to make that hike. That's a very difficult hike, and then you you carry it all the way down and all the way back up. Good for you. Everybody that's interested in doing this, please do this within the next three years or so. I would say, if not, maybe four, uh, and then you you'll be able to really capitalize, and then you you possibly will be able to be the last name that activates some of these locations for many years. 
because when we go to a low sun cycle, it's not going to work out as well. Well, Mike says, I've also learned this year that there's a lot of of adventure out there for an activator willing to hike down the trail a bit. Of course, one of Poda's greatest attributes is its accessibility. Mm -hmm. If activating from your vehicle in a parking lot or nearby picnic table is your thing, do it. Get out there and run radio. I'm sure I'll run like that many times myself. But if you're physically able to sling on a pack and hike a couple of miles down the trail, these parks in our beautiful country have so much more to offer. Please. I, I agree. Please do that. As for me, I'll continue to try to activate from less than advantageous locations from time to time. I enjoy the challenge and the planning process. Maybe I could find a canyon deeper than 1,000 feet to dry. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you should try the Marianas Trench, big smarty. (laughs) Maybe try under the ocean. See how good you do. Maybe a quote-unquote drive-up location this time. I'm just kidding. He's not King Triton when he's under the sea. (laughs) Think of the songs. Think of the show tunes that we could have. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you both so much. Hopefully your listeners can pull something meaningful out of this email, despite my mediocre writing skills. Your writing skills were fantastic. Better than mine. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 73, Mike, K-E-0, V-I-M, the traveling ham. Thank you. I'm about to show Josh this map, though, because okay. I think it's going to blow his mind. Blow my mind. Here we go. This is his Grand Canyon activations. Wow. Uh, on single sideband? Wait, what is the... Di- oh, the, he had a band change in there somewhere. All the way in Alaska, though. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. That's really good. Very good. Very good. That is... Uh, so, wait, he didn't answer the question of QRO, though. Did he have uh, a... He went to 50 watts. That's the max okay. it sounds like. Okay. I want everybody, um, great email, taking nothing away from that. QRO, if you're if you're a, Q, a QRP operator, is anything above 10 watts. But usually QRO is anything above 100 watts. So you had me thinking he hiked an amplifier. Like he had Sherpas and stuff that were <laughs> hiking gear down. He's like, oh, yes, I had my expedition crew, and we had a 500-watt amplifier and, um, I don't know, 18 or so 100-ampere batteries. And I made contacts to the Azores. Wow. That was uh, Jay Upman mm. from uh, mm-hmm. Seinfeld. That was my horrible impersonation of that guy it was so good remember that guy mm-hmm. he had a very iconic voice okay yeah all right guys um i want to take this minute to say if you've made it this far and you emailed us i guess now two weeks ago and we didn't read your email we apologize we did guy. read your email well we, we i did in fact some, read your someone email. someone read your email <laughs> i failed you <laughs> I'd like to think that I've been very consistent for many years now, but I failed you on this one. There are some emails in there that I I think we'd like to read if they were resent to us. I think it would be a little bit more holistic and just part of the vibe if we all just, you know, if you resent them, that'd be fine. No, just do it. It'd be great. We'd love to read them. Um, So sorry that that happened. Obviously not my intention ever when I do this, and I thought I had everything nailed down, but... You know what? Uh, you know what affects humans more than alcohol, hmm. and I've imbibed lack some of, of that is lack of sleep, and that's what I was very much suffering from last week. So I apologize to everybody. 
about that. Hopefully this episode was uh, still fun for you. You know, the only way we'll know, though, is if you'll leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. But we have a lot of fun making this podcast, and the fact you listen and send us feedback means a lot to us. 73. 73. Please go watch the Halloween live stream this weekend on Saturday.